This is Max Hedrum. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Inland Empire, it's time to lift your head up off the bar. Ladies and gentlemen, live from San... Someplace in... Wait a minute. Placentia. That's it. Here's Trevor and his co-host, Lyle Fenimore. You're in tune to Trevor's Happy Hour. Time to get your weekend started, kids. Again, Friday, Lyle, Trevor, yes. and Leslie. Hi. Call in number 888-909-1050. He did it. I did it. <laughs> Finally, I got that number right. Yeah. All right. Anybody wants to call in, 888-909-1050. Today is a good show. We have Cindy Williams. Yes, Cindy Williams is going to be on today. She'll be on today. Yes. Uh, See, about 10 minutes, right? Right about 10 minutes, roughly. So we're going to start the show, Joe. We're going to start the show with... with, (laughs) He's on the the line. Intro. Hey, guys. Hi. How you guys doing? Happy Friday to you. (laughs) Intro. I never thought I would say these words. Hold on, Dave. Hey, hold on, Dave. Today, I want to be... And now, ladies and gentlemen, here he is, the world's greatest showman and pop culture expert, Dave Lerman, on Trevor's Happy Hour. Yay, Dave Lerman. Okay, you're here, Dave. Hey, guys. Hi, Leslie. Hello. Leslie. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad there's some estrogen in the room because, um, by the way, congratulations. You did such a great job last week. Um, I get some so much feedback because people listen to the podcast, and everybody loved your voice. Oh, well, thank you very much. My pleasure. So this week, in honor, do we, uh, is Cindy Williams still coming? Yes, she is. She's on the line. Awesome. So in honor of... The impending guest, you know, um, for guys, um, everybody, at least from our generation, Trev, people had to say, are you a Ginger or a Marianne? Are you a Betty or a Veronica? Are you a Laverne or you're a Shirley? And I was always a Shirley, you know, because Shirley was a sensible one. You know, she was, uh, you know, um, the more stable one, the one who knew how to bake cupcakes, took care of Boo Boo Kitty and mixed you know, um, you know. Whereas, like the guys who always went for Ginger or Veronica, they were kind of the guys like you know you would expect Trevor to be, right? right the yeah. loose cannon. But yeah, Trevor got his well. license. Congratulations. But I still like I still like Cindy Williams. But well, I didn't hear that. What? I still like Cindy Williams. But why are you bring it? I love. I know that's what I'm saying. I do too. And I wish I was you because. You get to interview her today. I will. But we're going to start the show with a little game show. So you guys are up for it? Yep. And the topic is sitcom.
spinoffs, and the reason why is that you all know that Happy Days as the record holder for having the most spinoffs of any other show in TV history. They had nine. They had nine? Nine. And me and Trevor went over yeah, it yeah. last okay, night. But Cindy can't play, can she? She, she was, Cindy, Cindy she, can't. Cindy, if she wants to, but well, I mean, we haven't brought know, her on I mean, yet. You can ask her, and I'll call him later. But let's the three of us. <laughs> we're going to do non-happy days ones. So here's how we're going to do it. I am going to give you a show, and then, or no, I'm going to give you some hints, and then you're going to tell me what show you think it was a spin-off of. Okay, Dave. Okay? Dave, I think so I want to practice. I, Dave. I think yeah. I want to put her on. Let's go ahead and play the music and put her on. Oh, all right, great. Cool. Come on, come on, let's put her on. She can play. Yeah, let's do that. I don't want to be. Wow. I don't want to disrespect my guests. This is such an honor. Let's welcome Cindy Williams. Well, hi, Miss Williams. It is such an honor. Surely you can't be serious, but I am in awe. Cindy. <laughs> well, thank you, Trevor and Dave. Thank and, you. And we've also, hey, Cindy, we've also got Lyle and Leslie. Lyle and Leslie. Yes, that hello like there, Miss Williams. Hello. That sounds like a Happy Day spinoff. The Lyle and Leslie show. Yeah, doesn't <laughs> it? I love it. That's great. Hey, Miss Williams, did you know that Happy Days had the most spinoffs of any other show in television history? No, Mr. Dave, I did not. Yeah, um, here, I, you know, me and Trevor were talking last night, and I'm just going to throw some of the more obscure ones at you. And I'm going to ask you, if you even knew of these ones, did you ever hear of Blansky's Beauties, Out of the Blue, or Making It? Blansky's Beauties, I know, because Eddie Mecca, who played Carmine, was right, in Blansky's Beauties. Right, the big Right? Okay. That's right. But what about the other one? Out of the Blue, what was the last one? Uh, making It with David Naughton. Making It, I heard of, but not okay. at... Out of the blue is like really the Jimmy you know, Brogan, maybe it where he plays an bell. angel to Chachi and Robin Williams. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Cool. Cindy, because I, gotta... I was I was on the that World Series of Pop Culture. I know, Dave, Dave. How many people saw that? Exactly, Cindy. Nobody did. Cindy, Dave is the most <laughs> obscure person in the world. He knows everything about showbiz. Well, everything. I lost a quarter of a million dollars. On that show, so <laughs> I'm going. I, I, but I, I saw when when you and Penny reunited on Sam and Cat, it was like my Independence Day, because I thought you guys were so wonderful on that show, and 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 I've been a fan of yours since the conversation and American Graffiti, so that's how far I go back. So Trevor knows I never shut up, and yes. right now I'm going to shut up. Shut up. Okay. Right. And, and 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 please quit calling me Miss Williams. We oh. go back too far, Dave, for that. Yeah. You call me okay, Cindy, Thank Williams. you so much. <laughs> Great. You're uh, welcome. Cindy. Okay, Lyle wants to say hello. Go ahead. Hi, Cindy. How are you? Can I is it okay if I call you Cindy? 
please do. Okay, great. It, it is a real pleasure to talk to you. You are a living legend. Legend. That's just the but way. But you're it not going to believe what Lyle only remembers you for. No, 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 no. Right now, not only remembers you for, but that's one thing. That's the one thing that. Yeah, I, go ahead. I, I but well, Cindy, I remember you being. In an episode of Hawaii Five O in 1974, you played the girlfriend of a guy who was getting that was uh, that was getting sodded by a mobster. I mean, the mobster was trying to trying to get to him, and he ended up kidnapping you and your baby. <laughs> he knows the whole. Seriously, I remember right, that, Lyle. Lyle, how old were you when you saw that? Oh, you must have seen a rerun. Well, I'm not going to lie to you. I was probably only four years old when it was originally aired. But, yeah, it was a rerun. But I know that was you. And I remember seeing you because the mobster that was trying to – that was out to get the boyfriend that you were that you were with at the time. Anyway, the mobster was Mark Leonard, who also played, also played uh, General amazing. Urkel on the Planet of the Apes TV series. Am I right? Cow, you guys do know your stuff, don't you? Well, see, yeah, yeah, I nice. remember animated Cindy Williams, right, with the Hanna Barbera cartoon. Do you? What I was going to ask Cindy is, do well, you remember? Cindy, do you remember doing that episode? Yes, I do. We need to let it Cindy was. talk. We, we're going crazy here. No, it's okay. Well, you have to ask me a question. I find um, that it was yeah, really I interesting <laughs> that yes. at four years old that your show your appearance on Hawaii Five O affected Lyle so much, even at four years old. Did he want to go into uh, uh, law enforcement? Yeah, as a matter of fact, McGarrett yes. is one of Book my heroes. Dan O'Lyle. Book him. Yeah, exactly. McGarrett, McGarrett is one of my heroes, along with Kolchak. All right. I guess I got to ask the questions. Oh, let, yeah, let's go for it. First of all, Cindy. Yes. I've The one thing that got me when I was watching all of your, you know, you've done a few interviews recently is the book came out, and you mentioned Jim Morrison, so let's, I'm a big Doors fan, and I couldn't believe you worked at the Whiskey-A-Go-Go. Yes, I did. Two months after they took the go-go cages down. Wow. And uh, I got this job as a cocktail waitress there, and it was live music. All my hippie friends were, you know, so envious because I got to work around live music and Chicago was the opening band there and um, uh, they were called CTA, the Chicago Transit Authority then and the Flying, Bur the Flying Burritos, oh. Burrito Brothers <laughs> were the house I, I band. I know them. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so I get this job and they give me the VIP section the first night and the and, and uh, you know all the booths and everything and I couldn't believe my good fortune and so I go up to my first table, and uh, there were two blonde girls and this gentleman with his back to me, and I, I asked the girls what they like, and they each ordered a Tom Collins. I remember that. And then I asked the gentleman, and he turned around, and it was Jim Morrison, and it just took my breath away. I, I didn't know. I could barely write the order down when he ordered a bottle of Jack. And so it was two Tom Collins and a bottle of Jack, and I wanted to put the order in right away, so I did. I ran over to the bartender, to my station, and I, I put the ticket up, in, uh, you know, on the bar, at, on the wheel. And as I was going away, the bartender, his name was Tony, calls me back. He goes, you, you, new girl, come back here. And he goes, what is this? And he points to my ticket, and I go, two Tom Collins and a bottle of Jack. He goes, bottle of Jack. He says, is Morrison in the club? And I said, yes, Jim Morrison is right over there. And he said, um, 
Well, you go back and you tell Mr. Morrison that he knows perfectly well I cannot serve him a bottle of Jack to the table. He can have a single or a double, no bottle of Jack. And I said, yes, sir. And so I went back and I, you know, I said, I'm so sorry, Mr. Morrison, but I am not um, able to serve you a bottle at the table. I can bring you a double or a single. And Jim Morrison looked at me and he said, is Tony bartending tonight? And I said, yes. And he said, well, you go back and you tell that son of a so-and-so that I've had a bottle of Jack on my table before and I demand a bottle of Jack tonight. So I said, yes, sir. And I ran back. Meanwhile, everybody else was trying to flag me down to, to, to take their orders, all my other customers. But I ignored them and I ran back to Tony and I said, listen, you know, Mr. Morrison says that he's had a bottle of Jack at the t-, And he said, let me interrupt you there. He has never had a bottle of Jack at the table, and he's, I've never served him a bottle of Jack, and he's not getting a bottle of Jack tonight. So you go back there and tell him that. And so it went back and forth and back and forth like this with Jim Morrison telling me he'd had a bottle of Jack, he demanded a bottle of Jack, and Tony the bartender telling me no bottle of Jack. And it went on so long that finally I was just in tears, and I said, Mr. Morrison, I am so sorry. I really can't serve you that bottle of Jack. I will buy you a double or two doubles, whatever you want, but I, I'm not allowed to bring that bottle of Jack to the table. And I was crying, and he took my hand, and he looked at me, and he said, what is your name? And I said, Cindy. And, he, and this is the first time I ever heard this term in the 60s, but it became very popular to do this. He said, well, Miss Cindy, just bring me a double. We're just playing with you. And I turned around, and everyone in the club was laughing at me. All the other waitresses, the bartender, Tony, all the other bartenders, everybody, and Jim Morrison, they had pranked me. But it went on. And in the book, I can't do it justice telling the story, but I wrote it. I, I it's thought learning that I, your stripes. I wrote You're it well. your stripes. Sure. And surely, I, I, surely I jest. <laughs> yes. Yes. Wow. Wow. So, I, Jim wow. Morrison, I have the... the um, the honor of having Jim Morrison prank me. Wow. That's great. Lyle. That's something. Uh, Lyle, Lyle got all excited, too, about um, Andy Kaufman. But can we take a break, and then we'll come right back? Yeah, I want to hear about Andy Kaufman. Yeah. I'm, can you, can I'm, you hold I'm on one second, Shirley, one. please? We're going to take a break. Okay. Thanks. Wow. A couple of cold ones and somebody hands me a shot. Hell, even buck tooth and bow legged women start looking hot. Consider this your invitation to sell. At buysellmakeoffer.com, you can sell as much as you want for the next 60 days without paying any fees whatsoever. Sound incredible? It is, and it's true. Buysellmakeoffer.com is the new exciting way to sell your stuff online. Make extra money right now. Sell your old car, furniture, video games, household items, clothes, even your home. Sell anything that's legal. Load up your stuff to sell right now at buysellmakeoffer.com. This is your official invitation to get on board to sell your stuff right now. 
free for the next 60 days. And once you see how easy it is, you'll want to sign up for more because there are no item fees. That's right. Take this opportunity to move items from the other guys and sell it for free. You might even win a Samsung tablet, Amazon gift cards, and other cool prizes. Buy, sell, makeoffer.com is the future of online selling. You can use Skype to talk to your buyer or seller. Plus, you can use video to showcase your items. Buy, sell, makeoffer.com. Tired of spending too much money on an ad and then trying to find your ad in the newspaper buried among hundreds, even thousands of other ads? Isn't it time you got a great deal when you were trying to sell that car, that dining room set, that refrigerator, or offering your handyman services? Now you can in the Nickel Shopper. For as little as $7.50 per week, your ad can be seen by thousands of eyeballs in the high desert, and they're getting the Nickel Shopper for free. Call today to place your ad in the Nickel Shopper, 760-646-3654, or go to thenickelshopper.com for all the details, 760-646-3654, the Nickel Shopper. Now in the IE. So you got your taxes done and filed on time, or maybe not. Now is not the time to panic, though. I've got the solution, and they're right here in the Southland. Wine Coop and Associates have been in the business of serving OC and IE accounting and bookkeeping needs for more than 30 years. Whether you're a small or large business or an individual who needs info and help with trust management, accounting, and tax returns, Wine Coop and Associates can help. Oh, and the initial evaluation is free. Call 949-851-1632. That's 949-851-1632. Or go to winecoopcpa.com. That's W-Y-N-K-O-O-P-C-P-A.com. If you're in doubt about angels being real, I can arrange to change any doubts you feel. Wait till you see my gadget. Mike, put me on the mic. That's the wrong TV show, Joe. That's the wrong TV show also. You need to get the right TV show. No. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Okay. Well, Cindy's going to be really angry now. I know. What's up with that? She's going to be going, oh, yeah, professional. Oh, I'm going to All right. Yeah, now there's a real Thanks fan. a lot, Joe. Cindy, I'm sorry. I am so mad at all of you. <laughs> and it's not our fault. Just so you know, it's not how our fault. dare you? But those how are just little you? snippets of your you? life. <laughs> Yeah. That, Actually, I went to high school, and it's in the book with Sally Field. Yeah. Oh, yes. Who played Gidget? Yes, of course. She was on television when you were in high school. Huh? Was she on television when you were in high school with her? Yep. Wow. Well, wow. She went off wow. to do Gidget, and and then the Flying Nun. Did she get and, good uh, grades? I, Did she get good grades yeah. in school? Did I get good grades? No. Did oh, she? Did she? Oh, did she? I have no idea. Did you get good grades? Brilliant. She was brilliant in um, our drama class. She was brilliant. Cindy? Uh-huh. Cindy, can I ask you a quick question that I've been dying to ask you? Sure. Um, I know um, you'd work with uh, George Lucas uh, on American Graffiti, and um, if rumor has it, um, that you had auditioned for Princess Leia, correct? Correct. Okay, are there any other parts that you can share with us that maybe that you turned down and wish you would have accepted or that you auditioned for and wish you would have got? Um, well, one other part that I auditioned for, 
I didn't audition. I ha- had the part for about two uh-huh. weeks, and it was the Madeline Kahn part in Young Frankenstein. Oh, wow. And because uh, she was set to do it, and then she she had a conflict with this other movie that she was doing. So okay. when she fell out for those two weeks, then I was, you know, I was on standby to play that part. So I got to um, I got to read the part with uh, Gene Wilder and Mel Brooks, and oh, wow. I had so much fun. It was that was a letdown. And then, in my inimitable wisdom, I turned down the part in Home Alone of the mother that Catherine oh, O'Hara. No. Catherine oh, O'Hara. Man. Oh, that would have been something else. Like an idiot. Did, did you ever work with John Hughes? Or no, I, I no, I never got to work with him. And and that, you know, I mean, I should just hire somebody to kick me up and down Hollywood Boulevard for that. <laughs> oh no, come on! That was <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, French were couple of conversation, and you're you're. Uh, I mean, even, you know, do you have fond memories of Sam and Cat, which is, I mean, most recently you got introduced to the kids today who, you know, watch Laverne and Shirley and, you know, are discovering the the Laverne and Shirley magic for the first time. Um, did you have fun doing Sam and Cat on Nickelodeon? Um, Penny and I had Be a honest. lot of fun. We, we were, um, uh, we thought, though, that... You know, because it described that we had a fight. So Penny yeah, that's and I, that, I didn't want to say that. I'm kind of a tabloid guy. No, no, no. I, I, I didn't want. Thing. I didn't want to offend. No, not you, so that kind to, of a fight. To handle no. that with care. So I, I want the true story from yeah, but, the one and Dave, only Cindy Williams. Dave. No, not that kind of a fight. Uh-huh. A fight on salmon cat that we. Yeah, had. that's what I you wanted know, to know. That, the true story the, from you. Hey, uh, Cindy, uh, Cindy. Well, she wants to get the true story. Yeah, let's get the true story. Let's get first. the true story. Stop him. <laughs> I'm trying to stop Dave. He doesn't stop. That's what I mean. <laughs> okay. Well, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm doing my best, Cindy. I got a question. Okay. Okay. You got Lyle, better known as Manchild. That's my nickname, just so you'll know. Okay. Anyway. Okay, Manchild. Okay, Manchild. That's what, that's what I, uh, well, because I don't act my age and I never will. I'm going to be 45 tomorrow. And I will always act like I'm 17, or maybe even younger. I don't know, but forever young, but getting older. A little bit of Peter older. Pan in you. What's that? So to speak. I said a little bit of Peter Pan in you, so to speak. I, I guess that's a good way of putting it. Sure, why not? He's Peter Pan, but he likes heavy metal. Yeah, I'm a, I'm in the, I'm the metalhead of the group. Okay, that works. I've oh. got that image in my head now. No, well, you can watch this online. You can see that I'm just, but I'm, I'm really a super, super nice guy. You, you just, I. That's just the way I am. So anyway, I well, got to sound it. I'm sorry. I said, well, you sound it. Well, you sound like you. a super, super nice guy. Thank you, dear. And you know what? And God bless you for calling our show. I want to um, for being a part of our show. I want to ask you something about Andy Kaufman. It's to my understanding that you that you dated him at one time. Now, what era was this? Was this during the taxi era? Was this like close to when we when we lost him or when 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 was when did this happen? And how how was the how was the relationship? Ooh, that's kind of personal. <laughs> well, I mean, what I'm trying to say, I mean, I, I just, I, I don't know how to ask. I mean, I just know that you, you And how dated. was that sex with Andy Kaufman? Um, he was, um, this was right um, from the middle of his time on, um, or the beginning of his, the middle of his time on Saturday Night Live, and then through uh, the beginning of Taxi. It was very short-lived, but we were great friends. 
I mean, till you know, we were just great. We were great, great friends. And uh, I had many, many adventures with Andy on stage at comedy clubs in New York and here. And I write about that in the book, too. I call that chapter The Mirthful Mouse because he was just so wonderful and uh, just such a, an inventive, creative, fun person who would have loved to have been on your show and um, just a great guy. Andy appears to me just from what, I mean, he, he, you know, we lost him when I was just a kid. I was probably only about 13, but, uh, you know, I watched him during, you know, taxi as much as I could and everything as much as my parents would let me. And, uh, but I know about him. I know how, how awesome he was, of a comedian he was, and on Saturday Night Live. And um, I've seen the movie Man in the Moon many times, and I just, I just know that he, you know, I, I could just picture him being on my show and or our show and uh, I. Oh, he would have loved to have played around with you guys and gal. <laughs> yeah, he would have you. loved it. And Leslie's still here. And at the end of yes, the day, at the end of the day, we could have all said, "Well, thank you very much." <laughs> um, thank you very much. Yes. And and um, yeah, God knows what he would have done though. What he would have brought to it, he would have brought something. He, he would have brought something uh, a, a, that was a whole bunch of fun that would have deked you. Um, he was just that way. He was just. So much fun. The last thing that, um, well, one of the last things that he did that uh, he came up to, Penny and I were shooting uh, a Laverne and Shirley episode where we were dressed as cave women, okay. and we were standing on the stage, and this is when he was doing Taxi. So all these shows, there was like a college campus, so like t the Taxi sound stage was down the row, and Mork and Mindy, and you know, all, and Happy Days was next door. So it was it was like that. So we were shooting, and we were Penny and I were standing together off stage while they were shooting something else, and we were in these cave girl outfits. And this this, this arm comes around my shoulder, and and then around hers, and it's Andy, and he 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 whispers to us because we're watching the them shoot. He goes, Penny, Cindy, will you mud wrestle me at the shrine ne this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> and Penny and I looked at each other, and we we wanted to, but we we were so tired from doing our own show that we turned him down. But when we talk about it now, we wish we had gone and mud wrestled him at the shrine. This is when he was getting right into his, you know, just at the beginning of his wrestling, and um, it would have been so much fun. Oh yeah, and, I'm, I'm sure it would have um, been. You know, um, I. I'm sure I'm, I'm cramped. Uh, you know what? My, my co-host, Leslie, she wants to talk with you. She has a question for you. And you know what? Thank you so much. Dave, for, are you still there? Thank you, so, <laughs> thank you so much for yeah. letting me, Dave's been I mean, very quiet. me in all, all that about Andy. Dave, I've really never heard did. you so quiet. Yeah, really. Oh, no, no. The Internet's blasting me saying I talk too much. I, oh. we, lo we love you, Dave. I never said a word. So, you know what? I no, no, no. Put no me the Internet, they're, they're yelling at me. Okay. But Leslie okay. here oh, has, wants to talk with Miss Williams. Yeah. Hi, Cindy. This is Leslie. Um, I do have a question for you because I'm very interested in what people do and when they do it. And why now are you writing the book, Surely I Jest? Why is it now coming out versus, let's say, 10 years ago? Great question. Um, well. Because it tells about the Hollywood where you were part of that, and that's something that could have been written before. So I was just wondering why you did it now. Well, because it's. I just got the book deal. I mean, I had this in, uh, someone approached me about 15 years ago, actually, and uh, if, and asked me if I wanted to write a book, and I said, yes, 
I would love to, but I'm not interested in throwing anybody under the bus or <laughs> talking about, you know, anything salacious or not the tell all. You know, it tell all <laughs> and or saying anything bad about anyone. I just want to do all my little pardon me, my stories and you know, and all my fun adventures in Hollywood and what fame afforded me, so to speak. And uh so he said, great, that's Dave Smitherman, who is my collaborator on the book. And he said, great. And so nobody wanted to buy that book. Nobody. And so it was just now that um, Taylor Trade picked it up and said, we'll do it. But we want you I'm to add you a little bit about Definitely. your childhood and everything. And I said, uh, okay. But I, I only wanted to write a fun, upbeat, happy book. And so it took 15 years before... You know, that kind of book was, um, you know, in fashion, I guess, uh, or, you know, acceptable. Well, we can thank TMZ for that. Yeah, we're very happy that you did write the book. Yeah, you could write a coloring book and I'd buy it. (laughs) Well, somebody did, Dave. Thank you for that. Uh, Oh, Dave, you're one of a kind. I love you. And it's a shame that TMZ and and all that ruined what, what sitcoms... And and that is a, a a a great question that I think nobody will be offended. How do you feel about that? The TMZ paparazzi, you know, non happiness of the direction of the way things are going. I miss the days of great sitcoms like All in the Family, the Gary Marshall era, the John Hughes filmmaking. How do you feel about that? Because, you know, if 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 Gary, I would much rather see. Uh, Gary Marshall night of television, like Mork and Mindy or Hawaii Five O, like Lyle was. Let her talk, Dave. Room. Let okay. her talk. Well, um, it, it's become very cynical, and like you said, um, it, it's just very. Uh, it's it's a downer. It, everything's yeah. a downer. I don't mind the paparazzi. I like them. I like the press because they're just always friendly to me, and I was taught a long time ago. If you just turn around and smile for them, they're just doing their job. And don't you want a nice picture taken of you rather than one where you're running away and look all mad and crazy? Anyway, that's how I treat the press. And, right. I, and anything else they say, it's you know they wrap fish in it to, is the next day. And so you and you drive around care. in your you drive around in your car with a, a baby car seat in the back or something. That's what I heard. No. Somebody somebody said that you're such a you're like a normal you're like you like you're a soccer mom or I mean is that. Is that no, who you... no, they're, they're referring to, in the book, I tell a story about going to Paramount's um, 75th anniversary, and I drove on, you know, and they had everybody there from, you know, um, Al, uh, uh, no, wait, it was, it was just star-studded. It was Tom Cruise to Harrison to, um, just name them, they were there. And I came from the Valley, and I just had my son, and so I put the... The car seat was still in the back of the car when I drove on the lot that day. Shirley so Feeney's a mom. Maybe that's what they're referring to. That's so awesome. Right. That's cool. Uh, hey, uh, Cindy, can we take one phone call? I told the listeners they could talk to you. Can we take one call? Of course. And I'm going to blow out my sponsor. It's not for- going to be... It's not going to be a phone call from Dave, is it? No. no. In fact, Dave, I think, in fact, Dave, I think. cell phone and house phone? I'm teasing you. I'm teasing you. Dave, you got, we got to go so we, this phone will go through. 
Oh, I'll let you go. Right, thank you, Dave. Thank you. Bye, Dave. Right. Now, now, uh, I keep calling you Shirley. I'm sorry I did that like twice already. I shouldn't do well, that. Where did you okay. ever get that idea to call her Shirley? Yeah, I, I know. Where, where, where did that ever I come up? It's horrible. I know. But come I'll on. Who, who does this guy think he okay, is? Okay. Where did you ever get but, that? But, Cindy, okay, we've got a guy. His name is Zombie Wolf. Uh-huh. That's his name, Zombie yeah. Wolf. He's going to come yeah, on I with you. Okay, fine. Good. Zombie? Let's talk to Zombie Wolf. Mr. Wolf. Mr. Wolf, zombie. Or Z Wolf. It's off of Frank Zappa's song, Zombie Wolf. Oh. I, thanks a lot. I was watching your little marathon on MeTV lately. It was really fun. I enjoyed the one when you got the bird and lost the bird. That was hilarious. Oh, yeah. But I wanted to ask, who came up with the idea of Pepsi milk? That was a drink that Pe Penny actually drank when she was a kid, and it was because she went to Jewish camp, even though she was a Methodist or something, um, she went to Jewish camp in, in the Bronx because everybody went away to, to Jewish camp. And so at camp, um, they only, when they had meals, they didn't serve, um, the, they do not serve the meat on the table with the milk. And so when she got, it's just, it's a, it's an ancient thing, and it's a respectful thing to the animal, and that you shall not drink the milk of the calf with the meat of the mother, and, and it's just a respectful thing. So anyway, she gets home and from camp, and her mother's serving dinner, and she says, oh, don't put my milk down until I've eaten, the, until the meat has been taken off the table. So her mother got onto that, so she'd serve her Pepsi with her meat at the table and then when she took the um the meat off the table the roast or whatever it was she'd give her her milk and penny would pour the remaining bit of pepsi into the milk and that's how milk and pepsi came about wow that's a trip it's it is a trip <laughs> i know you thought it was something else but that was it and i used to say to her that stuff sucks it <laughs> Terrible. Make yourself a root beer float. I'd I, I say that for years. Make yourself a root beer float. But Penny is so unique that that was, became like a signature thing for her and that character, uh, you know, on the show. And it's, it's just like the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Shlemiel Shlemazel at the beginning of the show was something that she, um, on the way to school, she and her chums would count off the steps to school by doing that little dance and saying, you know, and singing that little song. And that's how they'd walk to school every day. And the way it got in the show was Gary was directing all the opening titles uh, to Laverne and Shirley, and uh, we did the Beer Factory and everything else. And when we got to um, New York Street on the Paramount lot, he said, Penny, teach Cindy that little um, <laughs> Shlemiel Shlemazel you used to do on the way to school. And so Penny taught it to me, and, it, and we shot it twice and then wrapped that scene and, you know, went our merry way, and then it landed in the show, and again it became a signature piece for the show. How many but times that was did, out of Penny's childhood. How many times did that bicycle scene, how many, time, how many takes? Now, that was me because I used to ride like that with my friends. That was just once. One you take? Know, we just shot it once. Is that the one we where, were, where, at the beginning. where Penny's wearing her, putting her arms out and everything? Yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah, okay, yeah. and Cindy's in the front. Right, yeah. and I'm pumping the bicycle, and she's sitting on the seat. Of and course. I, I mean, didn't you do that with your friends when you were kids? Probably not, because you were on skateboards and 
and rollerblades. Oh, actually, oh, I, wait, 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 wait. I had a, I, I had a bike a rack. I had a, I had a bike. bike or like a like a book rack on the back of my bike. You know. And did you, and did you take friends around on it? Yeah, I did. Could you balance <laughs> like that? Yep. Yeah. I, I like the fact that you brought your personal life into the show as well, because I also heard that you and Penny went in and totally redecorated the apartment. Because... That's right, Leslie. In the beginning of the show, when we were first doing the show, our first. The, the, it was the night before our first rehearsal. Penny and I got together, and we were so excited. We wanted to go and see the set they had built. So we went over to the lot, and we snuck on the soundstage. And, but we went backstage first because we came up through the stairs and through our front door because we wanted to see it. And we were the only ones on the set. And we opened that front door, and we were horrified because they had – given us this beautiful living room and kitchen with like wall-to-wall carpeting and beautiful wallpaper and all these little china tchotchkes and paintings on the wall and beautiful furniture. So we panicked and we said this is not going to fly for our show. So we each went home and individually brought back, like I brought an old, uh, a big stack of newspapers, old newspapers and my grandmother's doilies that we threw on the couch and she brought her old 45 records and a, and she nailed them to the wall and we brought our friends pictures and albums and we and we hid everything we hid the, every bit of furniture that we could hide and all the tchotchkes and and we couldn't do anything oh we put old movie magazines on the coffee table and we did the best we could to bring it down because these were working girls in the apartment they had uh decorated and built for us looked like something out of you know fifth avenue so the next day all hell broke loose and you know they came down and they you know were reading us the riot act for oh doing God, we that just spent and all we this money they, on all these accessories and you hit them <laughs> exactly well and we we stated our case we said these are girls that want to we strive toward that we don't have matching sweater sets and, but we want matching sweater sets. We don't have beautiful furniture, but we dream about it. And that, and we don't have wall-to-wall carpeting, but we hope someday we will. And that's the fun of this show. And you gotta, that carpet's gotta go. And we held our ground, and they, they pulled up the carpet, and we had linoleum floors, and they, they tacked down the wallpaper. They made it look old. And they let us keep our junk there, and they swapped out the couch. But they made us return all the, you know, everything that we had hidden. Of course, we had to return to them. But, but that's how that set. They they took a day, and they just had all the set designers and everyone come in, all the workers, and they took, you know, they made it look old and worn. And that's because uh, when we did the pilot, we had the sink. The kitchen sink was in our living room. Nobody saw this 15-minute presentation we did, but it was like the Honeymooners. Um, remember the Honeymooners? Yes, uh-huh. with uh, Jackie Gleason and Audrey Meadows. Exactly, and that's what we wanted. That's what Laverne and Shirley needed to represent, girls that were always trying to get the rent together and were proud when they could uh, um, you know, pay their rent and pay their electric bill and... Um, and everything in the apartment was something that somebody else had given you. Exactly. You know, like your first exactly. your first apartment, like with the um, the wire wheel that you use for a coffee table. 
something. Exactly. <laughs> and, 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 it was, it, and we said it needs to be like apple crates with or a lamp on it or something like yeah. that. Like kids have and cinder blocks. Yes. Cindy, we got the suits and ties. They wouldn't buy it or they finally bought it. You mean as far as uh, the set goes? Yeah, I mean, you did all oh, that. Yeah. But... Oh, no, no, no. They asked, in the end, Gary came down and, and the producers, and after we'd stated our case, they absolutely agreed with us. And that's how we got the Laverne and Shirley set, um, the way it looks now. But you wouldn't have recognized it if you saw this, the set that they had originally built. That's great. All right. Well, we've got we've got to go to us. We got to go to a break. This is great. Uh, thank you for calling in. My and pleasure. Do you hey, uh, do you live near uh, KCAA's signal? Where is that? We're in San, San Bernardino. Bernardino, but we get into Palm Springs and in that area. Oh yeah, I'm in I'm in the Palm Springs area. Yeah. Okay. Well, check out KCAA Radio. Uh, I 10, sure will. Ten fifty a.m. and that's where you're being broadcast to right now. Okie dokie, I will. What a fun crew you have. And Dave, too. Where is he? Dave, uh, we, we kind of lost Dave for a minute, so. Dave went surfing. <laughs> Dave decided you to go surfing. You tied him up, didn't you? Yeah, we <laughs> had to tie him up, but he's a good guy. Bagging Cindy, it was a real pleasure. Him. I love you all. You're great. Cindy, we Thank love you. you, too. Thank you so Thank much you for calling so in much our for show. Calling we're, in. Very, we're very grateful, Thank and you're, you're a living legend. Leslie Thank you so much. And Trevor and Dave and Lyle. Check yeah. us out. Okay, I will do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Let's go to a break. Bye.